Hell, I like you. You can come over to my house and f*** my sister. Wow. It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. You told Clint Parker to turn around and take off his pants. Yes. And did he? Yes. And I just gave him a couple swats. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass? Yeah. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. They call her Melinda! Baby! That sounds like a choice. What? Yeah, it's, it's for real, for real. Yeah. I've been drinking. You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap them. That's gonna make you slap somebody. This is terrible. This is the key. I, I had to take off my shoes. So kiss my black. Not okay. Make fun of my nose. Watching other guys that are doing what I want to be doing, and I'm sitting on the couch being a loser. Oh, you big jerk. You big jerk. Welcome to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online at WRQK.com. And we're Facebook living right now through Facebook.com slash The Sansbury Show. And we're doing so not because it's my birthday. Well, a little bit because it's my birthday. A little bit. But two of the members of my sales staff here. At Rock 106.9, Kirsten and Nicole, who are awesome, by the way, have, like, blown out the studio. It's, like, filled with balloons. They're all black, mm-hmm. most of them, because... <laughs> and then on the door is written old as... is It says old AF, meaning as, as a word you're not allowed to say. Now, I know that that portion was done by Nicole, because Kirsten's too nice, and Nicole's kind of the mean one. So that was that, but they actually do. They got me a happy birthday tiara. There's that. I'm not wearing that. No, I was gonna say. I know no, you're not wearing that. Not wearing that. There's these two, by the way. That's the, that's these two. As I'm uh, showing the Facebook Live crowd there, but they bought me something for my birthday, and I don't know what it is. Okay, well, what do we got? A little present going on right yeah, there. And I dude, they it? did a really nice job too. Like everything. I mean, and I guess you know, I would just like leave it in the Walmart bag and give it to you. Yeah, but like, no, that's no exactly they did. The they did. They did a really nice job there. They did do all right here. Should I open this? I should probably I mean, open this. Yeah, let's get let's get that son of a bitch open. Let's did they it. do a grandma style with a bunch of tape though? I'm assuming they did. I don't know. I'm ripping this thing off that. Now, let's not throw their pictures on the ground. <laughs> let's not, not do that. They were nice. Let's not do that. Let's find out what they got me, though. By the way, dude, I'm old. Like, it happened. No, it did. Like, I, dude, I had to go to, like, Walmart yesterday, and I got, like, a cold compress wrap for my elbow, my tennis elbow problem. What you got in there? It's about a shoebox-sized box we got going here. It looks like... I mean, it's something from Adidas. Okay, so maybe we do have shoes in there. Do they know what size shoes you wear? That's kind of a weird thing for people to know, right? Oh, my God. Kirsten, you're the best. So Kirsten was actually wearing a pair of these all-white and then green Adidas shoes. And I was like, dude, I like your kicks. And she asked me the one day, she was like, well, what size do you wear? If I ever see them, I'll grab them for you. And I never thought about it again. And then there they are. Oh, dude, I've wanted these so bad. I love these. Wow. I have the perfect white and green Titleist hat to wear with these. Wow. 
That is really awesome. Okay, now you're allowed to write whatever you want on the door. You put whatever you want on the door. Call me all. Do whatever you want. Kirsten, I know that was mostly you. You're awesome. Nicole, you can still go to hell a little bit. Nicole can still go to hell just this much. It is Friday on the Stansbury Show. That means Munch. Mark Munch Bishop yeah. on sports will join us at 7 o'clock. A lot going on in that world. Yeah. And we'll also be joined 9 o'clock via the phone by Jim Florentine, who is uh, going to be in town. And actually, i got to look that up and what's going on with that because I don't know I don't know anything <laughs> about it. I'll be honest with you. Fanto texted me yesterday. He goes, I can get Florentine for us at 9. You want it? I said, dude, I'm golfing. Yes, get it done. <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. So I have no idea what's going on with that. Pumped to talk to Munch. Pumped. There's so much stuff going on in sports right now. And I, dude, look, I have a tweet that I got to go back to my timeline earlier this week. And I have to retweet it and, and like and, and tell myself, dude, this did not age well. I had called the NBA the No Drama League. A lot of drama right now. And so much drama <laughs> in the NBA. So much drama. I Dude, that tweet aged well, not even a single bit. Yeah, much like you, buddy. <laughs> I mean, at this point, much like you. You know, you big jerk. Let's do this real quick. I, uh, I I did do this thing via Facebook that, that a lot of people do where I'm donating this my birthday to a, to a charitable cause. If you go to one of the timelines, either my personal or the show's timeline, you can find the link, and if you were able to do so, a donation to Save 22, an organization that uh, raises awareness over the fact that 22 veterans a day commit suicide, um, and they're looking to end that. And uh, I've grown close with that group over this last year, and I've become a better person through it. And if you're able to do it, I understand not everybody can, but if you're able to make a donation, we would appreciate it. I think so many times people are like, yo, bro, I want to buy you a beer. Oh, man, hey, you know, if I ever see you, I'm going right. to... And it's like, well, dude, this is your opportunity to kind of give to Stansberry without having to give to Stansberry right now. Now, female listeners, there's another <laughs> idea. We got a whole other option. Lots of options on that one. I want to start looking into this NBA drama before we get into Munch, so we're going to do that. But first, we need to hook you guys up with this first shot at $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. Rock 106.9. That's Craig Wakeham from the Wakeham Auto Family on the phone with us now. And your Memorial Day sales event already underway. You guys aren't waiting until Monday. This thing is going on right now. And you've got some killer deals. And apparently, if my listeners got $99. Ock 106.9. Chris Paul going into the body of Steph Curry. And a little uh, shitty answer <laughs> from Chris to Steph. <laughs> Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Yeah, dude. I Apparently, Chris Paul knocked down a pretty big shot then, uh, last night and then like did Steph Curry's like signature shimmy move. God. Uh, we'll get to that here in a second. I want to thank everybody uh, right out of the gate. Uh, so many happy birthday messages coming in. One from Mark Owens, who's uh, apparently his wife, Ashley, shares a, a birthday with me this weekend. So, And uh, I, apparently, they had her birthday weekend get spoiled. Like a bunch of stuff oh. went bad. It's not going real good. Apparently, she's a big oh. Big fan of the big fan of the program, Ashley Owens. Happy birthday to you as well. And again, uh, I do have a link available for you at uh, both the Facebook pages, my personal and the shows, where you can make a donation to Save Twenty Two. It's an organization that raises awareness over the fact that twenty two veterans a day commit suicide, and uh, they're putting a dent in that number. They're looking to get that number all the way down to zero. Obviously, would be the ultimate goal. And I've been working with them over this last year, and I know a lot of people like to do that, like kind of donate that day to to uh, like you know a charitable cause. And I felt like that's 
obviously something I should be doing. Yeah. So we uh, we chose Safe 22 for that. And again, you can find the links at our Facebook pages. So I uh, I just retweeted a tweet from five days ago from my own timeline. Okay. Five days. And I had to post, well, this did not age well. And, uh, <laughs> and I had posted the NBA, the league in which you know who's going to win the title before the season starts. And you can pretty much guarantee on every team winning on their home court. The no drama league. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but that's but that's what it is. I was basically like, dude, this league's got no drama. Why am I watching this? Why is anybody watching this? And now here we are five days later, and there's nothing but drama. A lot of drama. Lots of drama. A lot of drama. For those of you that don't know, the Houston Rockets win again last night. They're now up 3-2 in that series against the Golden State Warriors. And here's even more drama. Apparently, their point guard, Chris Paul, is... Is he now officially ruled out game game six? This I'm getting conflicting reports on okay. this. You've got people who are definitely saying he is going to be out game six, but as far as the Rockets go, they are reevaluating him today, which doesn't sound great to me. No, it doesn't. That doesn't sound great. So this obviously now is going for us is going to be all about LeBron. Okay? And what and again, I actually tweeted at another show host yesterday who was getting ripped apart on social media over his opinions being wrong about a series and then him changing his mind after seeing new information. I don't understand what it is with TV and radio listeners where people don't understand that when new information enters the conversation, that opinion may change. Um, I don't get that. I, guess, I don't get why something I said six months ago is still supposed to be written in stone today. Especially something with like sports that we're talking about here, right. where it's not like your core convictions, where of you're who like who I flipping, am as a person, right? Where you're flipping, flopping back and forth. Who I, I, am. I understand why people are like, dude, okay, John you're just, Kerry, enough. You're going with the wind right there, but at the end of the day, like, especially with sports, like, yes, new information presents itself, and you're going to change things. So, this is interesting. Because I think if Chris Paul plays, Houston's got a good chance to to you know close this thing out. You need to win one game over the next two, and I think Houston can do. It. Obviously, they're up three two in the series. Right. Without Chris Paul, I think it's that much harder, and then I mean that much harder. There's also a little bit of Kevin Durant has not been good in the last two games. Now he hasn't been terrible, but he hasn't been good, and yet. He's supposed to be the second best player in the league right now, and he takes nowhere near the hatred, nowhere near the vitriol when he doesn't play well than LeBron James does. That goes to show you how far the gap between the best player in the league is and the second best player in the league is, and that gap is wide. Yes, very much so, and that's always going to be LeBron's burden to carry as long as he's he's in the association. Nobody will be nearly as divisive as he is. I agree. I agree. It's not possible. So here's the other scenario. I have said from the beginning, I believe that the Cavaliers cannot win a title. But again, now I have to amend. I have to because I have new information. If what's waiting for the Cleveland Cavaliers in the NBA Finals, now I'm assuming they beat Boston, right? Obviously, they play again tonight. I'm assuming they beat Boston here, right? In this scenario I'm laying out for you. If what's waiting for the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James, essentially, in the NBA Finals is the Houston Rockets... And a playable, but not 100% Chris Paul, 
I will then say the Cavaliers have a very good shot to win that title. And I will go one further. I'm a guy that thinks LeBron's leaving, right? I've said it. I've been clear about it. As a matter of fact, the Houston Rockets is the team I think he goes and joins. However, that was all not winning the title here in Cleveland. Got to go. Got to figure it out. I am more along the line with what I think Fantone's going to think, which is if he makes the NBA Finals and it's the Houston Rockets and he wins that series, I think there's a very good chance LeBron James pulls the career up in what we will call early, even though it's been well long enough of a, yeah. of, of a pro career. Yeah. But I think he might. I think there's a chance he pulls it up early and says, "You know what, Cleveland? There's two. I'm never getting six. I'm sick of the Michael conversation. I'm out." And I think he might pull up early and leave. Still a relatively young man. And retire. A billion dollars in his pocket. Yep. Obviously a lot of interest outside of what is just what, what is just basketball. Plenty. Um, you know, he 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 prides himself in being bigger than yes. that. So I think there's definitely a possibility there. But we've got a lot of ifs, ands, and buts in that in that, in that conversation right there. Um as far as as far as what's going on, you know, with the NBA, if we take a step back and I asked this question on Twitter yesterday. Before the uh, before this game even happened, and, and I kind of want to get your opinion on this um, to the average NBA fan, and maybe even to the NBA as a whole, not just you know Cavs fans or LeBron fans or okay. whatever, is is a Rockets versus Celtics finals better to you than Warriors versus Cavs four? Um, me. The fan. I'm saying you look at it from the perspective of the average NBA fan. I'm I'm, a, I'm an NBA fan in Milwaukee. I don't have vested interest in any of these four teams. Well, I'm probably I, the best guy to ask because you're an NBA. You're more of an NBA fan than I am. I, uh, I I will watch NBA games. I like it, and I'll bet NBA games. But I'm probably the right guy to ask here. Am I less interested to watch Houston, Boston? Yes. You would rather see Warriors, Cavs. Yeah, I think okay. they're yeah I, star power. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. the best athletes in in the world. I mean, don't get me wrong. Harden's great, and CP3 is great. But yeah, I and although. I want to see LeBron beat the hell out of the Warriors too. So, although I don't think that they do it, I I'm answering this honestly a little bit from the knowing the rating standpoint. I right. am, and I know the Golden I know Golden State Cavs is a better rating. You know, I think that from from the fans' perspective, you know, a little bit of like, dude, two new teams. Oh my God, boy! You know, you want to talk about drama? You want to talk about an unexpected spin right there? That's big. I think you know, like you said, there's there's star power on the Rockets, but then on the flip side of that, the Celtics have a very well coached team. And if you're one of those dudes who you know misses the nut huggers from the 1980s and is like, boy, I just want to see good fundamental basketball again. You know, I want to see a well coached team. Well, then, dude, the Boston Celtics, dude, you should be all about that yeah, team, right? No, there. that's true. Um, so. So I think you've got a, a lot of very interesting storylines going on here. Obviously, with the two favorited teams in the you know the the, the disadvantaged situation right now. I mean, both the Warriors and the Cavs are going to have to win two consecutive games to get there. And I know it's like, well, dude, they just won two consecutive games, but dude, that's a lot harder to do when you get to game six and seven versus game one and two for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure it is. So, I mean, the pressure starts to mount on you, and which is why I feel good about LeBron and the Cavs tonight is because the pressure is mounting on you right now. Number one, you're going to be at home, you're going to be in Cleveland, and I think the Cavs are just going to perform better, but those dudes, the Cavaliers, for the most part, have all been in these high-pressure situations, at least the guys who are getting heavy minutes. you got LeBron, Kevin Love, you know, JR, like Kyle Korver, George Hill, those dudes have all played in high-pressure games. Dude, you're getting down into diamond-making time or pipe-bursting time right now when it comes to the pressure, and I don't know if Boston's going to be able to like stick with it. 
Yeah, I do worry about that. They're a little young. They're a little young to be made. And you start getting into real pressure games. That's where LeBron's, uh, you know, expertise and honestly, you know, the fact that he's been there so many times just kind of like helps out. I think that he had to have woken up this morning with a new hunger in him. Watching that game last night, I guarantee yeah. you he turned to Savannah and was like, honey, I might be able to win the title. All right, we're gonna pull I can't this off. believe this. We, You're right. We might be done. This might be my last time and we'll just be done. I, I think there's a chance. And I got to be honest with you. I never would have thought this before. But see it. Let's say the Warriors beat this out. I got to tell you, they don't look dominant. They don't. They look beatable. They look beatable. They look. This is the most beatable we have ever seen the Golden State Warriors, which, by the way, I'm also going to make this prediction. If the Warriors don't win this title, look for that team to break up way before you think they do. Look for that team to disband early. You, you mean to tell me, Clay Thompson, if they don't win the titles, looking around going, why am I the third or fourth option on a team not winning the title when I could go to a, any other market and be the star player and not win the title, but at least I'd be the man? Sooner or later, I think that team's going to go, wait a minute. I'm sacrificing shots, I'm sacrificing all this stuff, and I'm not winning the title? I think, honestly, that thing could break up. If they lose it this year, that team could break up way early and then watch when the stars start moving around. Uh, NBA, I am sorry. I will never question, I will never question your drama ability ever, ever again. Man, the NBA, you know, this, the whole thing, it pulled me right back in. I want Chris Paul back on the floor. People saying Houston's still going to mop us up no matter what. They're way more athletic. We can't beat Boston even. There's a good argument in there. People are asking me, does LeBron then go to the Houston Rockets, a team? You know what I mean? He couldn't beat, or you know what I mean? If he loses to the Rockets in the finals. I don't know if LeBron would go to a team he lost to in the finals. I do think that there's a chance that if Houston makes this, well, they have made it, a real series, and they come up just short, I think there is something about Houston that makes LeBron go, they almost did it, and with me, they could do it easily. And I still say that if he doesn't win a title here and retire, that I believe LeBron James will be a Houston Rocket in the end. I got exactly... What I wanted for my birthday. And I'll tell you what it is next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We'll talk to Mark Munch, Bishop Munch on sports coming up at 7 o'clock. Also, we'll get you hooked up with that $1,000 at 7. And then at 8.30, dude... What I didn't want to have to do on my birthday is take one of the best actors of all time, take mm. him out to the woodshed for being a total mm. creep and perv. Mm. 8.30 will do that. So I got, Fantone, exactly what I wanted for my birthday. All right. And we kind of knew this was coming, but we're getting official word now. All right. As Solo's coming out pretty much today, I know there was like a you know an advanced screening last night, pretty much open in all theaters today, uh, the Han Solo movie, Solo. And my plan is to go, we're off on not only Monday, but Tuesday, and so my plan is to go see Solo Tuesday morning when I would normally be here in the studio. But And so I'm trying to avoid the internet the, the best I can today, which is hard with my job, but I like legitimately, I don't want to see spoilers. I don't. I would hope, I would hope, I would hope if you were a big enough fan to well, go to an advanced screening, a midnight screening, you have enough respect for other fans not to spoil well, things. Well, let me tell you how true, th- or how not true that is of one particular solo fan. So a guy wrote me a message last night, right? and he started under the guise of happy birthday, right. and I'm a big fan of the show, and blah, 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 and then he started to lay out the movie. He was a like, dick. He, and then, uh, yeah, you could tell. He was like trying to be a dick about it. And what I was like, dick. no. And so like, luckily, I, I got 
like a, th- far enough in the message where I knew what he was doing. Mm. I was like, nope, and I and I shut it down. So I don't know. But somebody did try to ruin Solo for me. What a dick, by the way. What a jerk! It's his birthday for for, for the love of all things holy. Um, I will say, uh, uh, you know, uh, fan of the Stansberry Show, and I guess a, a, a Stansberry Show. One of uh, we're a fan of him as well. Uh, Josh Gadka. He uh, oh, he yeah. said two thumbs up Solo. He really liked it last night. Oh well, dude. If Tri sees Josh Gadka <laughs> says that uh, I love Josh, dude. That kid's great. He's always at the Agora. He's actually, dude. That guy is a really, really good guitar player. It's been in a couple of good metal bands. He's a talented kid. But I'm getting exactly what I wanted because Lucasfilm is officially developing movies on a slew of its characters, including Boba Fett. James Mangold is writing and will direct a Star Wars standalone movie centered around Boba Fett, which is the intergalactic bounty hunter known as Boba Fett. And I'm pretty excited about that. It's, it's pretty much he's one of... Most Star Wars fans' favorite characters, and the reason why is that he was seasoning. He was never like center. He was never a big deal. You, they, they gave you just enough of him to make him cool enough that you wanted more. Now, there is worry that if you give him his whole movie, you kind of ruin the mystique that's Boba Fett, and I would agree with that. There is a worry of that. I mean, you know, I'm not like the biggest Star Wars fan in the world, but correct me if I'm wrong, like... He really didn't even do anything. Didn't he just get like thrown into that pit? Like he really—I mean, like it wasn't that much that he did, right? Was there anything cool? Like he didn't do anything. He froze Han Solo yeah, in but, carbonite. But that wasn't like that wasn't like him capturing Han wasn't a part of the movie. It was just like, yo, I got him. This happened off screen, right? Primarily, everything important that he did was off screen. And really, Vader is the one that that froze him in carbonite. Right. And then, and then, honestly, all Boba Fett was was the delivery system to Jabba the Hutt. Right, right, all right. right. Yeah, so the best character in the entire series didn't do anything. What do you want from me, man? Yeah, the movies are all falling apart. Pull on the strings. Ruin Sansbury's child. Welcome to being 40. Two. <laughs> hey, yeah, keep rounding down. Now, are you going to reserve your excitement for the Boba Fett movie until you see the solo movie? Because I know that was like the two things Stansberry was like, listen, Star Wars can come out with a hundred other movies as long as they give me one good Boba Fett movie and one good Han Solo That's movie. That's been my take. So if Han Solo sucks, are you going to be like, well, maybe Boba Fett's going to suck here? I will think Boba Fett's probably going to suck if Solo sucks. However, I would still go see it. Okay. I will still want to see it. Um, the only thing I'm going to say about this, and like, I think all these characters obviously are going to do well, and like, people love these characters, and it's Star Wars, so it's a, I mean, a, just a, a juggernaut of a brand. But boy, oh boy, oh boy, is this a lot of movies, dude? And there's only so much, there's only so much blood you can get out of any one stone, dude. And I, boy, this is a lot of movies. Well, the WWE's been getting a lot of blood out of that stone for 50 years. Let's ruin your thing. Let's ruin your stupid thing. Which, by the way, we do have some pretty good seats for the yeah, WWE. We we'll pass those out in yeah, a little while. People are all excited about Munch. As a matter of fact, we just took an OSU question from Twitter for okay. Munch. Munch, for those of you that don't know, OSU Homer, a little bit, little, little, little bit of a honk there. Is uh, is Munch excited? Have you talked to him this morning? I have spoken. Brother, I'm going out of 100! <laughs> Dude, wait till he finds out it's my birthday. He'll be, honestly, we'll have to turn our headphones down. He'll be screaming in our ears. I Dude, that guy's like twice my age, got five kids. Three of them are in college. And the guy, I dude, I used to say, I was like, is it still like residual drip from the 70s that just keeps happening? Because I have no idea where that guy gets that energy from, man. None whatsoever. $1,000 up for grabs. Also, Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports. That's next on Rock 106.9. 106.9.
Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're loaded down with money, WWE tickets, Coheed and Cambria tickets. Big, huge morning. Also, Jim Florentine still to come on the show. That's 9 o'clock this morning on Rock 106.9. However, every Friday at 7, we talk to my good buddy, Mark Munch Bishop. Munch on Sports. You can catch him weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports 1350 and everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Munch, how are you? But I am superb. Now, big question for you, though, sir, okay. is that you have stopped smoking, correct? I did. Yeah, five years that ago. Means you, that means you could blow your 21 candles out today. Okay. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I love it. I wish it was only the 21. I wish that. We'd have to, well, we'd have to add another 21 of them there. But, yes, I, yeah, I, could, no. <laughs> I could probably blow out the candles uh, without having to take more than one breath. I, apparently, I can't get through this sentence with doing it. But, <laughs> but, but uh, yes, I think I can handle candles. I have an OSU question for you, Munch, and I, uh, you'll have to forgive me. I am not yet quite paying attention to college football as of yet. That's but, okay. That's fine. But I'm being asked via Twitter, can you, give okay. us, can you give us a state of the OSU quarterback room right now? Like, what's going on oh, at that position? Okay. Well, number one, the Ohio State quarterback room is very, very confident and somewhat thin, okay? Because Mr. Hankins, who had the magic of coming in cold against the Huns, Heath, and the Philistines from the state up north to help win the game last year in uh, what used to be college football's greatest rivalry. Now it's a, a, an act of uh, pity and penitence and, uh, uh, you know, putting down uh, uh, inbred, uh, whatever you want to call them, knuckle draggers. Jeez. But the bottom line... What's that? GG's. Should I tell you how I really feel? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. But the bottom line is this, is that Urban, and I'm going to say this, Urban rolled the dice on this one, and guess what, man? If he was down to his uh, pants, well, he lost those. He's in his skivvies right now because he would not name a starting quarterback. Everything logically pointed to Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow was number two a year ago behind Mr. Barrett. Joe Burrow broke his hand in August, which means what? Can't play football. Right. Mr. Hankins, who's actually a very good quarterback, he moved into that backup role. You saw what he did against the U of M, which is pretty much hero status. Okay, he came in cold, guys. Cold. It's not like a relief pitcher getting to throw a lot of pitches. He had a couple warm-up tosses on the sideline. So, Joe Burrow was basically asking kindly Urban Meyer, Please make a call on your starting quarterback. Urban said, now is not the time, okay, is that that will shake itself out. Well, Joe Burrow graduated from Ohio State. Remember Russell Wilson at North Carolina State sure, going yeah. to Wisconsin? Yeah. So Joe Burrow said, you know what? If he's not going to say that I'm the starter, and i got a vibe that I'm not. Even though I feel I'm the better quarterback, I am going to go elsewhere. Now, I'm going to get back to our room, but this is quickly. So, University of Cincinnati, Luke Hickel, okay. of course, former Buckeye, always a Buckeye, never a former. He calls him and says, you know what? Not only could you come here and start right away, but we play Ohio State next year. You can play against them. I love what this borough kid did. And, again, he's from Athens, guys. It's not like he's a big city boy. Nice. He said, you know what? I want to rock and roll. Let's do it, baby. I've never taken the easy road. Give me the crooked path, man. I'm going down the side of the mountain. I'm not taking a path. He goes to LSU. Well, last I looked, they're still in the SEC, right? Yeah. yeah Pretty yeah. good football conference. And he is slated right now. Now, again, you got to practice. You got to work out. Right now, every appearance is from people I talked to down in Baton Rouge 
is that he will be the starter for LSU. That's a that's a feather in your cap. Wow, that's yeah, it would be. Now, could, yeah. Now, conversely, Hankins is confidence. Hankins has a cannon, guys. Oh my gosh, Hankins. He is your typical pocket passer. Burrow's a little bit more mobile, and a young, brash Tate Martell out of Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas. It is the you know Saint Ignatius 2.0. You can call it that. You know, out uh, in Vegas, like the quote unquote new place to go, the Matter Day, where um, Tom Brady went to. That kind of school. He is the backup right now, and some young kids. So right now, they're confident, they're cocky, and they're thin. There's... Urban, happy, but he wishes, uh, he, he, I, I guarantee you he wishes Burrow to transfer. There's Munch giving you, uh, you know, a little update on the OSU quarterback room. Now, obviously, with the NBA uh, playoffs underway, these things are shaking up, and it's honestly, I couldn't have been any more wrong. I thought this was going to be the no drama couple of series, and here we are, surrounded by drama. Golden State loses again last night. It's 3-2, CP3. The best we can read is questionable. It seems like we're getting conflicting reports on what happens there. Now, I have to change my opinion on LeBron, because i got to be honest with you. If what's waiting for LeBron James, if he makes it through Boston, is a Houston team with a not 100% Chris Paul or without Chris Paul, I think he wins that series, and then he wins another title. And, or even conversely, if Golden State edges this out, they look the, the, mo- the most beatable that they have been in a few years. Now, I would say that Houston's probably got a better, they probably match up better with Golden State than the Cavs do currently, but I still got the best player in the game on my team. I think LeBron might be watching that game last night and be re-energized, and I think Boston might be in trouble tonight. How are you feeling about the game tonight? Well, bro, number one, I felt that Boston's in trouble regardless tonight. Cavs will not go quietly. It's puzzling and somewhat disgusting that some of the vets on the Cavaliers team, some of the playoff-tested vets, cannot handle the road. That blows my mind. But no, the Cavaliers do win tonight. And if it's a one-game series, I do like LeBron James. Want to note this, too, about Houston and Golden State. Don't you guys think, at risk of getting tossed the next time through, that a Draymond Green knee is going to find itself to the back of CP3's hamstring? Hey, he's been known to do that with, with unhesitatingly and without conscience. Because something else, and I pointed it out, and I've been attacked mercilessly. I told you before. I've gotten requests from the Houston Rockets to send my daughter's old skirts there that James Harden could wear them in the evening when he gets home. Here he goes again, folding in the playoffs like a cheap accordion last night. What month he had, what, 18, 19 points? Did you see his shooting? Guys, he was 0 from 11 and 3s. Isn't that one of his his, hallmarks? And 5 to 21 overall. They won in spite of James Harden yesterday. I didn't think his folding back would start this soon. I um I'm glad you're bringing up pressure much, and I was kind of talking about it earlier. This is the point where you know pipes get cracked or diamonds get made, and I think you're seeing a little bit of of folding from all four of these teams. I don't know if Golden State has fatigue. I don't know if Celtics have nerves. I don't know if LeBron doesn't have enough help. I don't know if the if 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 you know the Rockets just don't have you know the manpower to make it happen. But it seems like everyone's kind of got a weakness right now. And as 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 the Cavaliers look down this road, I think the one thing that we can point back on and and, and have a question mark next to the entire time has been some decisions made by the head coach Ty Lue. One of the things that a lot of people had questions about 
about is... Who's is, the next head coach? Well, a lot of people had questions about <laughs> in Game 4 why Kyle Korver was not a bigger part of the equation, Great especially question. right out of the gate right there. Ty Lue didn't exactly give the best answer saying, well, his matchup didn't play a lot, therefore uh, you know, Kyle Korver didn't play a lot. Can we see that changing in, in, in Game in game what, 6 tonight? It did that well better. You know, and again, do you know what, guys? There's times, what's the, is it, I'm not going to get too haughty because I never enjoyed him in school, but the old Shakespeare saying, thou doth protest too much. You know what, Ty? Shut up. Just shut up. You're looking bad. You make them react to you. You're talking about a role player known as quote unquote Shimmy in Boston, and that's why you didn't put Corver in? No, you put him in. No, he's not fleet of foot on defense, but guess what? JR was, was void of everything the other night any kind of defense or offensive talent in any way, shape, or form. Guys, if you know your history, and you know the Civil War, uh, the, the Pickett's Charge at Gettysburg, mm-hmm. where he just had all these Confederate troops over an open field where they got raked, raked with fire, I wouldn't doubt that was a relative of Ty Lu who had that plan, Jeez. okay? <laughs> I mean, come on, Ty, knock it off, I, knock it off. I agree, and here, here's what I didn't understand about that. And and I, I and as a guy who doesn't think Tyloo knows anything, I will admit that he knows more about basketball than I do. But the okay. game, but the game is about putting the ball in the hoop. It's about scoring points. That's what sports are. And Kyle Korver's one of your better shooters. So why is he not out there in the first quarter helping LeBron James build you a lead? So then you can kind of like build on it and this let that guy shoot threes. And I mean, dude, the three ball will separate you. You get three of those in a row. It's nine point swings. You see what I'm saying? Like, why is Kyle Korver screw the matchup? I need him out there hitting shots. Brother, you know what? As much of it's a you know, void for him at times defensively. Although, who do you see diving for loose, more loose balls than anybody else? Kyle Korver. Who do you see constant motion? Kyle Korver. You're exactly right. And I can tell you this, too. Stevie Wonder could see it, that you could tell when J.R. is off early on. And you know what, J.R., by the way? If your outside shot isn't working, drive to the freaking basket. Get an and one or so. You're the kind of guy that's caustic anyway to mess with those other guys. Yeah, it's puzzling. For a savvy pro, and, and again, usually get J.I.'s back 100 full. Now, this time he owes us big time. So let me ask you, Munch, what do you think happens now with this Houston-Golden State series? Do you think Houston then pulls ahead and then wins this series out now? Well, I'll tell you this. They better pull out all the stops to win the next game, all right? Now, I know it's 2-2, which means you know, you're going 1-1-1, one, 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 or... Let me, cause you, 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 I wish I could say, well, does Paul take it these little bit? You come back home. No. You cannot play with fire. It's like a boxer just kind of toying with you, and you land a lucky punch and knock him out, okay? You, you got to try to end it. You got to try to finish it. Harden's got a man up on this in a big, big way. And no matter what kind of modern medicine or treatment there is, I hope Chris Paul's getting it 24 hours a day until the next game. We're talking to Mark Munch, Bishop Munch on sports. Catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350, everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. I do have another question for you, um, and this is about the Golden State Warriors and one warrior in particular, and his name is Kevin Ooh, Durant. Go. And his name is Kevin Durant. The parasite. Now, well, there you go. There you go. I guess that answers one of my two questions. I, uh, but, 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 but I, I feel like Kevin Durant is a very interesting um, examination right now. I think most people would consider Kevin Durant to be the second best player in the NBA right now. There are even some people who say he is better than than LeBron James is right now. I think Fools. I think that's a little crazy. I do think that's crazy, but there are people who make that argument. However, 
Dude, I have him at number two, just so you know. That's I'm not I, a fan, but I'm not blind either. I have him at number two in the NBA. That's where I have that's where I have Kevin Durant too. I think that's obviously the player that when LeBron starts to get on the back nine of his career where he's starting to head there now, he's obviously handing the baton off to Kevin Durant and it will be his NBA in the future. And I'm okay with that. But however, we could be wrong on that because Kevin Durant, the these last two games, has not been great. He's kind of disappeared a little bit, and what I find interesting is is when I turn on national sports shows today, FS1, ESPN, NBC Sports, nobody's going to be talking about how Kevin Durant is letting teams down, how he's not stepping up in the moment. He gets a pass. Everybody talks about the pass that Steph gets. KD gets a pass. When this guy doesn't play well, no, dude, if LeBron had the game KD had last night and loses, we would talk about it for three weeks. Why does Kevin Durant get a pass? You know what, bro? That is puzzling, and here's why. The first thing people should do, look at him, as I just did, as a parasite. Either he's not confident enough, or he knows that he is not enough of a leader, or the very best, to take a team over the top. My golly, Durant, you had Bolden State 3-1. You could improve Oklahoma. You know what he did, man? This is freaking Benedict Arnold. I'm going to give the bitter some plans to West Point, okay? Because I like how their uniforms look, that kind of thing. Okay. And I know Draymond Green called him. He's going to say, Dre, Dre, no thank you. I'm going to stay here. So, number one, he's a front runner. He hitched his horse to a wagon that was already freaking rolling in the heaviest. And you know what? Don't tell me LeBron did that to Miami. Durant went to a championship team. Miami was hardly a championship team. So what that tells me, too, Dan, and you hit it on the head, that also shows his character, his fortitude. All I know is this. I'd rather have you and Fantone out of my old fights at 53rd and Broadway than Kevin Durant, <laughs> who's 6'11". Uh, dude, he's a snake. There's no question about it. LeBron James, a man of integrity, and you're always going to be questioned right there, dude. I mean, that's what it boils down to. And 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 and, and should be the other way. You should be, but no. Be but you way. and I, you, we, the three of us, all know that you know when you when you are that kind of guy, you are always going to be a polarizing figure, and and people are going to question you, and people are going to doubt you. And I think so. It's my integrity why people <laughs> that, are always yelling that's at what me. It is, it's very, I got it. I think this is what feeds LeBron tonight. I think he scores 45 plus. I think the Cavaliers laugh them out of the gym tonight. Wow. I, I, our, boy is, our boy is fired up. I told Fantone Munch that I think LeBron was watching that game last night, rolled over in bed, looked at Savannah, and was like, honey, I might be able to win the title again this year. Get, dust off that shelf. There might be another, <laughs> maybe another trophy on it. Because the Warriors look beatable. I mean, at the end of that game, we love him because he played for the Canton Charge, but relying on Quinn Cook to shoot that ball is crazy. That's crazy. Thank in that you. moment... That's yeah, you not- know what? It's it, it, bad as Dwayne Casey having Nick Van Fleet, you know, take a shot against us. Uh, by the way, Golden State bench, four points. Four points wow. off their bench. Yeah, no, I, did you like That's how they beat us like the last Paul, time. Chris Paul doing the shimmy back to Steph Curry? I loved it. I did. I loved it because because again, Steph gets a pass because he's little and he's got you know what I mean. He's unassuming, and so like the league, right. just, the league just lets him run around and act like a little turd all he wants. And so to watch Chris Paul do that, yeah, I love that out of Chris Paul. Yeah, I'm going to say this, and you guys know where I'm coming from. You know where I'm from. You know what? Steph Curry is a little kid next door, the cute little. Oh look, Dan, Matt. Little steps on his tricycle, you know? Right. But if LeBron was on the other side of you, there's the freaking Mandingo warrior that you're getting a security system because you're afraid of him.
Well, that is a little true. I would be afraid of LeBron James. I don't want to see that dude in a dark alley. No, come or, on, that's my guy. Or in another jersey. That's Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports. Catch him weekdays at 3. You can find him on Fox Sports 1350. You can find him everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And every Friday, you can find him right here on the Stansbury Show. Munch, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again next Friday, buddy. Hey, happy birthday, Stansbury. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Right back with more Stansbury Show next after your shot at $1,000. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to 200-200. Rock 106.069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. little uh, domino by kiss there because my boss isn't in the building and I felt like doing something for me for my birthday there, so I gave myself that one. You may hear another kiss track before we're done. May hear another one. All right. Man, maybe, maybe two more. Who, Who knows? knows? Dude? Who knows? Who, Who cares? Knows? Dude, play whatever you want. Who knows? Uh, I got duped yesterday. What happened? I got duped. Stansberry, a sucker born every minute. Yeah. No, dude. Here he is. So I was scrolling through my social media timelines. Right. And uh, I had, happened to be on Facebook. And I was scrolling by and I happened to see the Cleveland Browns made a post. Okie dokie. And Tyrod Taylor to Jarvis Landry on the number. And I was like, oh my God, look how great that pass is. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, yeah, there's no defensive back. (laughs) The guy's literally just running running around and catching the ball. But ball thrown on the number, right? And and I think Tyrod Taylor is a very interesting examination right now. Because imagine you had to be Tyrod Taylor at your job today. Meaning, you're good enough to do the job, but everybody's waiting on the Baker Mayfield to, to like throw you out of the building. Not even good enough to do the job. Arguably the best person to do the job in the past 20 years. In uh, Arguably. Definitely I mean, the most prepared to do it right now, for sure. If not the best within the top two, within the top three guys to do it in the past th- 20 years. So to walk in uh, yes. there, to walk in there and to already have people like, yo, when are you going to be done, bro? You going to be done? Yo, yo, dude, is it time for you to leave yet? Yeah, it'd be a tough position to be in. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I that would be very, very tough. And I think it speaks to your mental fortitude. That if you can go through that and know that most people, especially after a team you took to the playoffs, threw you out. Now, Munch will tell you that Tyrod Taylor did not take the Buffalo Bills to the playoffs. What Munch will tell you is that that defensive front is what ended up making them a playoff team. Yeah, and I, I mean, I, I think obviously, you know, football Not team turning sport, the ball over helped them do it too. Though. Right, but at the end of the day... You're the quarterback of the football team. You're like the president of the United States. And at that point, whether it's it's just or unjust, whether it's fair or not fair, whether it's valid or invalid, you get the credit and you get the blame. And like that's the way it kinda is. So like end of the day, you still you still were the you know, the guy behind the helm. I agree. Now, I bring up Tyrod Taylor because he has now been quoted saying I wish the NFL had consulted with the players union ahead of the national anthem rule. Now they changed this. Now, if you come out of the locker room during the for the national anthem, you are to stand at attention for it. You are not to kneel, and you will be penalized and/or fined for doing so. Now, the Jets owner already said, "Look, the team will pay it. We're fine." Now, players are allowed to protest in the in, in the manner of if you don't want to come out for the national anthem, then stay in the locker room. 
Okay? Now, they kind of went half in, half out here. And I had said yesterday on the program that I felt like they got it right. Because you give the player the option, but yet then the, the, we still get you know people paying attention to the national anthem for the TV product, and that's really what it's for. Well, and more than anything, it's we get this headache out of our out of our, our stratosphere. Yeah, see, I, I thought so too. And then I talked to my brother last night on the phone. My brother called me. He's like, "Dude, I just listened to the podcast." He's like, "Are you the biggest dummy alive?" <laughs> yes. And I was like, "What?" He's like, "Dan, they couldn't have handled this NFL anthem situation any worse." Okay. He's like, "I don't get this." He goes, "Your whole thing is now." You can put it to bed. He's like, Dan, how is guys staying in the locker room? Some do it, some don't. Now this player's out there, this player's not. And now he's like, we're going to be going up and down rosters talking about who's what and who's not the entire year. And, dude, my brother might be right. Um, I'm going to disagree because I feel like not being out there is fundamentally different than kneeling from the perspective of it's disrespectful. I, 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 you mean to tell me the anti-kneeler? aren't going to be sitting there going get your punk ass out of the locker room and do it. I mean, well, at that you know I mean, what's the difference? I mean, I mean, I mean at that point if that's really going to be your argument, I see huge holes in your argument right there, but I think not having the visual shoved in your face, not having it to look at, not having it it to see, maybe week one, maybe week two, maybe by the time we get to week eight, but like I've said about this for a long time, by the time we really get some space here, like this is all very much in the rear view mirror. I I would hope so. I would like to think so. I just, I'm very, this is a very interesting subject for me because you have the NBA who is... Globally, maybe bigger than the NFL, but domestically, not even close. Not even close. Not even even close, close. right? And so, why is this an issue for the bigger of the two leagues? And that's why, right? Is because it is the bigger of the two leagues, right? I would Um, have to imagine that's... I keep searching for the reason, and I always say it's it's taking down the bigger of the two leagues, and that must be why. When you're the bigger target, people want to start with you and then implement it out. I think this could have all went very differently if you would have had DeMar DeRozan do this instead of Colin Kaepernick. We would be in a very different conversation, but the fact that it started in the NFL and the fact that football, I think, was already not necessarily like politicized, but football was already... It is a little. Well, but you've... We've brought this up before that I, I think certainly there's there's people within the country who feel like they have ownership of it. Like that's my sport, tough, you know. That's yes. that's what. So for sure. once once if because if this were basketball, I think it would be a lot easier for 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 some people to be like whatever. I don't care. I'm not watching this. Where it was football and you felt like you had to fight for it. You felt like it was yours yours inherited. And now they're trying to take it away from me. I think that was a part of the dynamic. I mean, football is America's game. Now I know baseball is America's pastime, but remember the NFL Network? They did that. They they did that show on like all the championships. What was it called? It was called America's Game. Book it. Book at the goddamn ratings and tell me baseball is America's pastime. Okay, I agree. O- okay, I agree. Okay. Now I don't think you. The reason why I now I'm going to speculate, but the reason why I don't believe that they consulted the players' union is because it would have been drawn out, yes, and it would have been all the way into like you know training camp that we'd still be dealing with this because the players' union would have argued this and that and this and that, and it would have been too drawn out. And at the end of the day, I, I've been saying this forever: it is not the players' league. It, it do the owners run this league? It's their league. 
Whatever they wanted. And this is what I always say, is people go, well, without the athletes, you don't have people in there. Okay, well, without the billionaire owner, those dudes are just fast, and they're playing in the park for no money. You need the billionaire, bro. Every day there's a kid in Florida turning 18, running a 4-4-40. Every day. Not every day is everybody turning themselves into a billionaire to buy teams. They serve each other. I mean, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, they both are a part of this equation. I would agree, but ultimately, like I said, without the owner, you're just fast, and you're playing in the park. This, That's it. From what, I, from what I saw yesterday, this wasn't presented to the Players Union as it is a game day operations thing as opposed to something that like directly affects them, and I'm putting that in air quotes, but that's what I saw. That's a loophole, but it's a good one. But at the end of the day, I mean, they're right. I mean, it's, 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 I, I want, dude, I want every union I, to have a voice. I want every, every worker to have a voice in their workplace, but this isn't, there, this is. It's not a workplace issue, really. I can, or I, it is a workplace I issue. I can understand people's frustrations. At the end of the day, it's at-will employment, man, and you have the right to say, hey, if, if iHeartMedia comes in and does something I fundamentally disagree with. I have the right to walk away. You have the right to walk away. I can't. I. I, I can't get too mad about the this. examination that I need to get to the bottom to or of. I should say is this: Why, if the NBA has a hard fast rule, you're not to do this. Nobody has an issue. The NFL decides not not to let you do this, but half in, half out, racist. Because it already existed. It feels like you're getting something taken away as opposed to something that was already yeah, there. Yeah, I, I, which I understand would make people go, wait a minute, why are you doing this? But to go all the way to this league is racist and that league is all about the player, I think is a little crazy. I think it's a little insane. I think part of the problem with what the NFL did, and they gave a little bit too much of like, well, we'll let teams decide on you know what happens here, and like, now nah, you got to kind of have like a, you decide. You got right. to kind of have to have the you know the federal government come in here and lay things out a little bit right there. And I think the NFL would have done a lot smarter yesterday when they rolled this concept out, or it was two days ago when they rolled this all out and made these official announcements in sync, in lockstep with that. It should have been the hey, here's how the NFL is taking care of police brutality issues. Here's how the NFL is bridging the gap between community and the police. Here's how the NFL is is serving our veterans and their families. And you had to know that like when you came out with this, there was gonna be people who were like, you're just doing this for the bottom line, which of course is what you're doing. But like dude, business. But 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 you have to have that counter prepared, ready to go right there. I think they messed up on what that. What the players union needs to do is find one player in every of every franchise and say, in this city, these are the thirty-two people. Players that are our point man to raise these issues, to find the right charities to get us involved with, to help us move down the feet. Find me a player point man in all of these things and actually move this conversation down the field. Don't just kneel, blow the racist whistle, and then throw your hands up in the air and go, well, we don't know what to do. I mean, really, I mean, we don't really want to have the conversation. I mean, we don't know this. And even though we're going to send the letter and say the cops killed Trayvon Martin, even though they didn't, and we're going to screw this all up. I mean, do the players, do they have been a mess in this for two years? Get a guy on every single team, make him the point man, and let's actually start to attack these issues, not just scream at each other about the national anthem. I have a report on what might be the saddest homework assignment that has ever been turned in, ever. And if you're a parent, you are going to be second-guessing everything you do from the moment you hear this story for the rest of your life. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got... 
Gideon on this. Rock 106.9. Yo, guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show. In summertime, it is officially upon us. And let me tell you something. No matter what you have planned for this summer, whether it's going camping, going out on the beach, maybe out on the boat, going swimming, whatever you want to do for summertime fun, it is going to be a lot easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. Which is why I want you to talk to the good people at the Roholt Vision Institute. They're the people who did my LASIK surgery two years ago, man, and I am signed. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com. Took a couple of interesting comments about the national anthem issue. Um, we're going to hold off. A little, okay. little later in the 8 o'clock hour, I'm going to address some of these because um, there's some pretty decent points. But ultimately, right. I don't think I'm going to move what my opinion is. I do have this story. I wanted to get to it. I don't have a ton of time here. But if you're a parent, you want to listen to this. You need to hear this out, especially if you're raising young children. And I always tell you that your kids are smarter than you think they are, meaning they're obs- they're more observant than yeah. you think they are. And even though they don't communicate everything with you, doesn't necessarily mean they're not picking up on what it is you're doing. I learned it from watching you, Dad. Fair. Right there. So a second grader had been assigned a homework assignment. Okay. Or an in-class assignment, I guess this was. Right? And uh, you'll have to forgive me. I am bad about this. I don't know the average age of a second grader. I'm bad at this. I don't know how that works out. Eight, nine. I'm okay. going to say you're under, you're under 10 at that point. You're under 10, but around, all right, let's say, let's say eight or nine years old. So this is about an eight-year-old, right? And they were asked if, essentially, if I had to tell you what invention I don't like, what would it be? Which invention did you not like, right? So a second grade class was asked this question. Okay. A strange question for a second grader to wrap his head around, but okay. a little bit. I mean, it's a little lofty for a second grader, right? Okay, but maybe not when you hear the answer. Okay, this kid wrote, "My mom's cell phone, my parents' cell phones." Actually, is what he said. Are the inventions I wish were never invented because my parents are always on them? Think about that. Woof. That's a second grader. Wow. That's what I'm saying. These kids know stuff. They pay attention to stuff. And at second grade, this kid knows. You're falling down on your goddamn job, lady. You're supposed to be over here watching me. Where's SpongeBob? What the hell's going on? Nap time. Give me something. Crackers. Pay attention to me. Pick me up once in a while. But no, you got Candy Crush to play, even though you're so stressed out at work. And oh my God, my boss is so over demanding. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, if your kid is watching you and they are constantly like 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 the thing I'll always say they're learned that's where they learn if if your kid knows how to use a cell phone by two it's because you've been using it so much in front of them they've picked up how to you know what I'm saying they've picked up how yes. to manipulate things with their fingers and do all those things so like you you definitely have a responsibility here and, and it just goes to show man I mean and I guess well the thing is here though is like how old are these parents if you have a second grader you're probably our age I mean if not you well, know, probably in say, between you and me I was gonna say if not maybe even a little bit younger but like could be for sure but this is just one of those things where i know everyone's like oh it's just these young people doing it but everyone is addicted to these goddamn things i was at breakfast the other day and there was like a i don't know a 65 year old woman with her like 90 year old mother sitting there and she's just sitting there playing words with friends a 65 year old and i wanted to scream at her i'm like lady are you effing kidding me you're sitting here with your 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 your, your geriatric mother here your octogenarian mom and she's gonna croak any second here over scrambled eggs and you're sitting here playing words with goddamn friends I saw a photo on the internet actually the other day that that kind of talks about what you're talking about there. And this guy said, this is the most like 2018 photo you're ever going to see. And it was obviously a group of people that were like behind like a, um, like a put up gate, you know, for security reasons. And everybody was looking in one direction at must have been some attraction. Right. 
and everybody, people my age, much younger, people like my mom's age, all had their cell phones pointed at it. And there, right at the front of the gate, is this little old lady, older than my mother, who has her arms on top of the gate, and she's actually looking at this thing with her eyes only. And if you look at the photo, she's the only one in it smiling. Everybody else has got their mouth open there. You can tell they're like, oh, my God, I want to take a picture of this. That old lady's sitting there with her arms on top of that gate. They're kind of folded, and she's looking, and you can see the smile and appreciation on her face because she's doing what, America? Living in the moment. This homework assignment, this kid went out, went on to say, I hate my mom's phone, and I wish she never had one. Sad. That's an invention I don't like. At the bottom of the assignment, the student included a drawing of his mother's cell phone with a big X drawn over it, with a sad face staring it down Ugh. and saying, I hate it. Ugh. When those kids get off that bus today... Put that thing in the goddamn drawer, pick them up, play with them, interact with them. They are paying attention to everything you do. I harp on this a lot. You're not just the hall monitor that tells them when to go to bed. You are ushering them into adulthood. Actually, parent, your shot at $1,000 is next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Have a thousand dollars to pass out. We'll do that here momentarily. I uh I actually bumped the subject okay. that was scheduled for right here to get to the bottom of something that's happening in the studio right in front of me. Okay. Now, during the break, Fantone and I, different times, we will communicate with listeners via all the social media platforms and that kind of thing, right? And normally it's pretty quick. And normally we'll look across the you know the the board at one another and be like, you won't believe what this idiot's right. trying to right, 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 right. right. I mean right. like one of those type of things, right? But I'm sitting here drinking my cup of Dunkin' Donuts, minding my business, just like you know making sure I'm right up on what I want to talk about, and those fingers of Phantoms <laughs> just going. And I said to him, I just just I was like, dude, what's going on over there? Is that the Magna Carta? Like, what are you writing? Like, what's going down? Like, you know what I mean? Like, when did I start working with John Grisham? Like, what is going on over there? And, uh, dude, I'll let you lay this out because Fantone is, dude, I got to tell you, you should run a union. Okay. Like, you should be, a he- honestly, <laughs> okay. Fantone should be the head of a local. Nobody cares more about the American worker than you do. I try to. And you are getting the back of a of a of a worker. Now let's not name no. the place let's not name the establishment. But to I'll help you set this up here. You and your woman were having, I believe, uh, a meal mm-hmm. somewhere. Where, again, we're not gonna tell people where, and you saw something, and if not only did you want to say <laughs> something then, you have now slept on this a few days. Yeah. Dude, tell all right, so what happened? What's so, what happened? So I never try to be a complainer, even when something goes wrong, and I understand you have to tell people because without that they're not gonna know. But I try not to be a complainer. Usually if I'm like a hey, I'll give you five stars because I I I, I want to put the good out there. But something that happened, it, dude, it had me so irritated. I'm e- emailing corporate of this company right now not just like hey i'll send a facebook message in like i am reaching out to their corporate offices and you're right dude i have had days to sleep on this and i'm still pretty fired up and about see, it this is what i like i always talk about this is like back in the day 
when you were mad about something, like I always related, and we'll bring it back to what we do. When you were mad about something that happened on the radio, you had to go home, take out a piece of paper, write right. a letter, put a stamp on it, and this right. and that. So when you did it, we were actually like, oh, well, let's, <laughs> let's pay attention to this. When you can fire off your opinion out of your pocket every 30 seconds, your opinion matters less. Right. Stansberry sucks. Right. Well, he does, but I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> like, he's got the job. I don't know um, what to tell you. <laughs> let's be nice to <laughs> me today of all days. Jesus. <laughs> so I, uh, I was at this establishment, and it was one of those places, you know, I, I, my, my food was really good. The service was really good. But you go pay up at the register right there. Okay. And so I'm going up there to go pay. Uh, girlfriend's still sitting at the table. So I'm walking up there by myself. And as I'm walking up there, one of the uh, one of the managers of the establishment is standing right by the register. And the person who's supposed to be running the, the, the thing is like doing something behind him. And so as I'm walking up, before I even get there, this manager is like, Marco, Marco, got to get up here. And he's like doing something, and I'm like, okay, like, all right, you don't need to Hold yell, on, bro. don't need to yell at your employees in front of me, but like, okay, I appreciate that. So you know, Marco, this kid asked me, he's like, hey man, was everything okay? Very politely, he didn't, hey man, he was as you were supposed to be as an employee. Okay. I was like, yeah, man, everything was great. And he was like, oh, that's perfect. You know, it'll be twenty seven eighty five. And I give him my card, and the manager's like, well, you could have told him every time it's perfect. Every time it's perfect. And I'm like, what? What are you doing, man? Like, obviously, whoa, I, I'm. You lost me here a little bit. Was he saying that to you or no, to him? He was saying to Marco. Marco, you should have said, well, every time it's perfect. And I'm like, dude, what are you? What are you getting up in this kid? I don't expect that out of a restaurant employee. What are you getting up in? The, he said, he said, excellent. I'm glad you enjoyed your meal. Like he wasn't like. It's not like he was like saying every time it's perfect is you being overly cocky about your establishment. It's not like this kid was like blundering the transaction and this guy had to be there. But dude, this guy is obviously making this kid probably 16, 17 years old, very flustered. Like at this point, the kid's like, oh my god, this manager's over over my back, and you know he's being a dick to me in front of this other guy. So I'm trying to make things smooth and I'm like you know you know you know Marco I appreciate you or whatever at this point a woman comes out of the bathroom and starts talking to the manager and as Marco takes my card and swipes it the manager comes over to the employee and is like uh, you got to get in that bathroom and clean it immediately and I'm like, dude, he's in the middle of a transaction with me. Like, literally, like, yes, if Marco has to go clean the bathroom, he's got to go clean the bathroom. I have no issue with that. But you're in the middle of this telling this kid, yo, you have to go clean the bathroom because there's crap all over the place in front of one of your customers, dude. See, who, who do you think you are, dude? This is what's crazy about this. And we're losing this a little bit in today's society. And I, and I think it's because sometimes we promote people who should not be promoted. The, now... <sighs> Somebody's going to email me and be like, you don't have no idea how low we're compensated. And, and I get it. But here's the deal. If you were given a management position in this country, what I believe, what Stansbury's belief is there is that somebody, and this is crazy because this is no longer happening, is that you were supposed to be the person who can calmly handle employees in the face of adversity. That's leadership. If you are a panicked mess when things start to go bad, you can't lose your ish in front of the troops because then the troops don't know what to do. It starts from the top down. If you got the white shirt on in the restaurant, you're supposed to keep your demeanor at all times. Never come off your cool, bro, because that's management. Especially not in front of me, the customer. Right. If, if you want to take him in the back and be like, yo, blah, 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 blah. Different. But dude, you are, you're yelling at an that's employee who's visibly flustered in front of me and like yelling at him about going to clean the bathroom in the middle of a restaurant right there, dude. And I've had this theory for 
for a long time, and I it, 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 part of it comes from I've worked in so many restaurants and I've had to deal with this not in my part life. Of it, all of it. Okay, well, <laughs> not part right. of it. All, all of it all comes of it. from that. All of it. But dude, at the end of the day, this applies to restaurants. This applies to retail. This applies to a lot of different things. But if you are a quote unquote manager of an establishment and your employees wear uniforms. You are not a boss. You might be the manager. You might be the person with the keys that makes the schedule. But don't you dare for one second think that you are better than someone, smarter than someone. Just by, by, the, by the grace of God or laziness, this restaurant decided to move you out of the dish room and into this management position. But, dude, you, you are not a boss. You are no, like, oh, yeah, you, you know, I'll, I'll be the one to handle things, dude. You have keys and you have the schedule, and that's all you have, dude. Guess who's not taking Fantone to dinner anytime soon? <laughs> You're right. It's me. You're shot at $1,000 right now. You're shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BILLS to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9 online at WRQK.com. That's where the podcast is. And as a matter of fact, Brian's listening uh, to yesterday's podcast. Mm-hmm. And he just uh, hit me up. He's like, hey, man. He's like, I heard you talking about this. He's like, and he let me know. We were talking about a server in this town that I think is super hot. Okay. And uh, he's like, dude, just so you know, there's already a, there's already a dude who's like conquered that mountain. He's oh, like, yeah. good, good luck competing in that. And I said to him, I was like, dude, that girl's so hot. There's no, like the moment I saw, the first time I saw her, like a year ago, the first time I saw her, I thought, don't even ask. There's no way a chick that hot is single in Canton, Ohio. Like, dude, she is that much better looking than the rest of us. Oh, okay. She makes the rest of us look like a like a sea of mutants. Okay. Like, that's how hot she is. Like, the first time I saw her, I was like, don't even try, bro. There's no way that girl's single here. What are you doing no here? Way. Like, why, right. why, why are you even here? I mean, that's how hot she is, where it's like, there's no way that, there's no way you're single. Every single guy that sees you is obviously asking you, you know, you want to go out, want to go out, want to go out. Sooner or later, you said yes to somebody. But that's a shame because she is some. I don't know what is it with me and servers or bartenders, but I can't shake it. It's been my whole life. when I Because I started thinking about it. I was like, every woman I think is really hot right now, all carry plates to a table or serve drinks. All of them. Every last one. I think at least partially there. It's number one. They're bringing you food and drinks. Like that, that kind of has to be a part of it. There, you dick. Um, and number two, like those women know that they have to flirt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's kind of a part of the game. And yeah. as they, uh, you know, as, as they start giving Stansberry some chicken wings and a little bit of love, you know, all of a sudden it's like, man, she's so hot. Speaking of chicken wings, there we go, Stansberry. Totally, 100% off the rails. Now I know it's your birthday, but this is just a birthday thing we got going on here, right? Because you came in and, dude, you wolfed down breakfast sandwiches, bro. I haven't seen you eat, number one, that fast. Number two, something that bad in, like, 100 days, dude. It's been, like, three months. And now, number two, you're sucking down jelly donuts in the middle of breaks, bro. Are we totally off the rails? Yeah. Oh, my God. So. No. So it's been bad. Uh, so so this week, I kind of did. You know what I did? What happened? I did the fat girl thing. <laughs> I did. Birthday I'm, week. Oh, my God. My birthday week. Oh, my God. Okay. I mean, a whole week. Okay. Seriously. All right. And so, like, yeah, no, dude. I had macho nacho twice this week. Um, Delicious, though. So good. I, I had, yeah, dude. Like, that is legit good. I was actually hanging out with Buzzman Mike last night. Had, okay. uh, wolfing down some tacos last night. Um, and I'm actually going back to Buzzman tonight. <laughs> no, for real. Um, because do you know who's playing there tonight? I it's do not. Trunk Ride. Oh, nice. It's playing there. The most beautiful losers are playing there. A really good punk show. So my okay. plan is is golf all day. And then I'm having pizza tonight because I haven't had pizza in 90 days today. It's been three months today since I've had a slice of pizza. Okay. And the Cavs are playing tonight. Yes, they so are. So I don't know what I want to do here. 
because I'm a huge Napoli's fan, and it's really close to my house. But I feel like Krause's on 30th is the way to go to watch Ooh, calves, yeah. get a nice pizza, sit there and buy, like, pound drafts. Yeah, absolutely. I feel yeah. like Krause's might be the move. Yeah, they got TVs in there. That's probably the move to make. Um, and they got that nice patio out there. That might be the move tonight. Now listen, it's it's your birthday, bro, and I support you doing whatever you want on your birthday. You Good. be as degenerate lifestyle as you possibly want to be, bro. I don't care if you get out there and and, 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 and you're smoking cigarettes, and you know that's no, a lot. Dude, no. dude, but look at you. You're chewing down jelly donuts as we speak. Man, I uh, I just I I really 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 don't want this to go off the rails for you. I knew it was never going to last as it does in the beginning. That's the truth, man. You get into a new relationship, you're banging it out every every two minutes. You know, you uh you, you, you you're newly sober, and all you can talk about is you know how you, the road that got you CrossFit, finding Jesus. We all go through these things, but it, it, you you've done so good in the past hundred days, dude. It's been you've, you've lost weight, you've gained confidence, everything's been going good, and now it is off the friggin' rails, bro. Let me tell you why I think it's all right. Okay, tell me. I'm going to justify it. Watch me be an American. Here we go. All right, so there's a little justification here. You're not wrong, and you do got to be careful about this stuff. However, every time I've gone out and eaten this Mm -hmm. week and had things that you should not have when you're trying to, although you know what I did have yesterday? What'd you have? Oh, I forgot. What'd you have? Dude, When I don't care how much you're trying to diet. When summer hits, you go to the Dalton Dariette. Okay. I don't, dude. I don't care if you gotta walk, dude. I, <laughs> dude, I swear to God, I would crawl on my hands and knees to get to the Dalton Dariette. It is one of the best, dude. That it's is legit. easily one of the best kept secrets in this whole area. It's legit. It is so good. Their chocolate malt is the truth. Had breakfast and early <laughs> dinner there yesterday, bro, and early dinner. Oh yeah, and then went to Buzzbin later that night and got tacos. Here's why it's okay. Why is that? Every time I've had anything like that this week, I can't finish it. I eat it, I'm having it, but then I get like three quarters of the way done and I'm like, ugh, dude, take the rest of that away. I'm not getting through it. Inside the two breakfast sandwiches this morning. But dude, I woke up a little late. It's my birthday. I'm eating the pain. Leave me alone. No, I uh, I, I legitimately am though. Like I'm going to have the pizza tonight and right. then I'm, I'm going to get back on track. I really am. Are you going to get back on track tomorrow? Tomorrow or Or, 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 because here's what I, th- I, I worry about happening. Yeah, it's a long weekend. It's no, no, no. A, it's a long weekend. Memorial Day's on Monday, dude. I gotta have a burger. All right, so, dude. We got Tuesday off too. You know what? You know what? Let's just eat pizza up until Wednesday, no, no, and no, then no. all of a sudden, dude. No, 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 no. Okay. Because the problem is, dude, is you put you do that too many times. The way you li- you can gain six pounds in two days. People don't realize like it can be that fast. So you got to be careful. And I and I recognize that. Um, I have still been going to the gym and outside and while eating, which is counterproductive. But so my plan is, is that yes, I'm gonna blow it out tonight, beer and pizza, do the whole thing, yeah. be back on it tomorrow, be back on it Sunday, and Monday I am going to a cookout. And yeah, dude, it's Memorial Day weekend. I've worked all year. It's my birthday weekend. And yeah, dude, I'm eating ribs and I'm drinking domestic <laughs> cold lights out of a cooler. And if people can't deal with that, you can go f yourselves, dude. Because dude, seriously, if I don't need something, dude, I'm gonna murder everybody. If I don't get the hot bartender from Lobies, then I get ribs, dude. That's the way it works. That's the way it works. Somebody bump her boyfriend <laughs> off, and then I'll go back to eating right. How about that? <laughs> We have WWE yeah, seats. We yeah, yeah, we do. We July 14th, I believe it is. Canton Civic uh-huh. Center. Let's send caller 30 right now. 1-800-243-7625. Don't kill that girl's boyfriend, do, by the way. Do not do that. That's the last thing I need you in court going, Stansbury commanded me from the radio <laughs> to do it. Those, uh, those WWE tickets up for grabs. More Stansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. 
The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. And we'll be talking to Jim Florentine, courtesy of uh, the Cleveland Comedy Festival. That's coming up shortly after 9 a.m. Harvey Weinstein turned himself into police this morning. Okay. He's going to face those charges of, uh, well, being a rapist. And this Me Too thing has uh, has snagged a another um, a, another perv. And I wanted this not to be true. I would like for this not to be true. But now women are coming out and accusing Morgan Freeman of inappropriate behavior and harassment. A production assistant. Uh, back in the summer of 2015, started working on Going in Style. Uh, that was a bank heist movie with Morgan Freeman, Michael Caine, and Alan mm-hmm. Arkin. I don't remember that. Um, apparently, this was several months of harassment for this young woman. She told CNN she alleges that Freeman subjected her to unwanted touching and comments about her figure and clothing on a near-daily basis. Freeman would rest his hand on her lower back and rub her lower back, she said. Now, this does happen. I watch this happen all the time. Where men sometimes, in situations where re- touching is not required, but it's you're in close proximity, that they do it. And I am of the belief, for me, that... If I touch you, there's a chance I screw this up versus, right? Like if I'm legitimately trying to hook up with you or okay. trying to talk to you, this and that, if I start touching you, I feel like I'm ru- not like touching your arm as I, like, to get your attention to say something to you. A lot of times, like those advice columns will give you that one or whatever. I very, I can't, outside of taking a photo with a woman, I can't think of the right moment where my hand is on the low of her back, on the small of her back for any reason. Yeah, I, I kind of look at this. As would you touch a man in the same way? Now, when it comes to the arm touch, if we're standing there next to each other, or I guess instead of a man, a person that you're not sexually attracted to. Okay. As I'm, I'm, I'm assuming Morgan Freeman, a heterosexual. You know what I'm saying? So if 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 you would touch me like that, like like hey, Fantone, you touch me on the shoulder, so I turn around. Okay, that's appropriate, man to woman touching in the sense of like that's that's how. But Morgan Freeman's not putting his hand on the small of my back and rubbing it. No, he's, he's not. Just not going no, to do that. No, he's being pervy here. So that's where the line is to me. Would I touch another dude like that? Okay, well then, we, then you're onto something. But if I'm not touching Stansberry like that, I'm certainly not touching some chick like that. Somebody please touch Stansberry like that. Somebody touch him. Now you birthday. see. There's another production staff uh, member of the movie Now You See Me. Back in 2012, told at CNN that uh, Freeman sexually harassed her and female assistants on numerous occasions by making comments about their bodies. He did comment on her body, she said. We knew that if he was coming by, not to wear any top that would show our breasts, not to wear anything that would show our bottoms, meaning not wearing clothing clothings that were fitted. This is, I, I, I don't, I want to say, what is up with these Hollywood dudes? But the problem is, is that it's not Hollywood dudes. The reason why this is Hollywood guys that are, that are getting busted doing this is because these are men with power. And that men with power feel like they can get away with stuff. 
The average dude working at the hardware store would do this too if you paid him $32 million and he was the, one of the biggest celebrities in the world because what starts to happen, in my opinion, is that I think the brain starts to tell you that every woman wants you. And now on top of that, men do kind of come out of the womb with this, I can seduce every chick on the planet, oh, yeah. I'm sharp, oh, secretly, yeah. they all want to sleep with me, I just got to figure out how to unlock the box. Yeah, and if they're, if they're not, must be lesbians, you right. know what I'm saying? No, that's that's very commonplace. I've talked about this in the past where we all feel like, men, we all feel like we're entitled to a 10. We all feel like not only entitled to, but like the world owes it to us. Like it's just going to like, you know, well, dude, the movie's going to come true and Jason Biggs is going to turn into, you know, the hero and dude, you're going to get the girl and everything's going to work out there for you. Um, I, I think it's true with Hollywood types for sure, because like you said, there's money involved, there's success involved. You, ego. Have, you have influence, you have ego, you have all those things that, sure. you know, that, 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 that put you in that echo chamber of like, yeah, well, I'm the man. I can do whatever I want. Nobody's going to stop me. Nothing's going to, nothing is going to get in my way. But I think any time you start to climb really kind of any ladder, that temptation is going to be there. And if you are the type of dude who would have done that working at the gas station, working at the grocery store, just start moving up that ladder. Now you're the manager of that grocery store. Mm-hmm. Now you're now, you know, know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now, now, now you're moving further and further up there and you're going to feel more emboldened to do these kind of things. And like, I, I, I just... Maybe it's more common in Hollywood types, CEOs, successful people like that. But at the end of the day, dude, how many dudes out there were doing stuff like this? 30% of guys? 20% of guys? 30% of guys? 40% of guys? We're talking all men now? All men acting like creeps, touching women inappropriately. All right. Well, let's let's do that first. Like, okay. give me, Let's define creep. Okay, I'm not saying all these dudes are necessarily rapists, Harvey Weinstein, but all these dudes are being inappropriate with comments, and all these dudes are being inappropriate with oh, touching. Oh, Matt, I think you're way low. If we're really? gonna if we're gonna go to comments, okay? Because what do I always say? I can see a guy like me getting himself in trouble over something he said, not something he did. No, I I I, I want to just draw a distinction between a man who one time something came out of his mouth and he didn't really uh, mean for it, that. shouldn't have said that, that came out wrong. Okay. I'll, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt there. Okay. I'm saying dudes who know this makes people uncomfortable or or they know that this is an issue, they continue to do so because they feel like there's no repercussions. Again, I, I, I even under that classification, I think if you move it all the way to just to where we're including comments, the number's way higher than 30. Really? If you, if you kept it at touching, I think 30's about right. Wow. For the amount of women that have walked up to me at the bar at the concert venue I work at and said, "Can you grab security for me?" Because some guy just grabbed me, and the and I'm telling you that number wow. would blow you away. Wow, it would blow you. It's every show, every single show. And I, I've talked about this in the past, and I know you've had this experience too. Like, if you've ever worked around or been around uh, extremely attractive women how often they get that comment, they get that touch, and there's nothing they can do. And, like, I, you know, it's 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 just I, I've seen it so many times with my own eyes where it's like, dude, just feel like there's nothing that you can do to me because you're at work, because you're waiting on me, because you're my bartender, because you're, you know, and you just feel like, what are you going to do, Hooters chick? What are you going to do to me? Yeah, I, I honestly, I got to give you another example here. And and I, these women I feel bad for. And again, I've I've dated a few. I've been close with a few. So, so I kind of see the other side of it, not just the glitter on the boobs dancing upside down portion. Right. right. But I was in I was in a strip club not that long ago. And I had just got done playing golf with a couple of my buddies. They were like, dude, let's just stop in here and have a couple of drinks. And I was like, all right, let's go, right? So we go in, and I'm just posted up at the bar with her on the back being all pervy. And, you know, I'm at the bar, and I'm just having some drinks. And I look over, 
and this girl woman is sitting on this man's lap and that's part of her job it is i mean it's it's part of it but like he's like massaging her like you could tell he's like one of the regulars right and he's like massaging her and all this stuff and the look on her face as he couldn't see her obviously cuz he's you know she's sitting on his right. lap and he, so i'm looking right at her he can only see her back and you see the look on his face which is excitement and joy and how much fun he's having he's getting to touch this beautiful woman and the look on her face was like honestly it looked like she would have liked to like snatch the skin right off of her face and actually place a smile on it because she couldn't muster it. And I just felt so bad for her. And I remember thinking to myself, like, as bad as my life gets every week, as bad as I don't want to do what I do sometimes, I don't have that. And I know what I know some of you are going to have negative opinions about girls who make their way in the living by doing things like that. And that's fine. You have your opinion. We'll have ours. But at the end of the day, I do feel bad for people who have to allow things like that to happen. So their lights are on when they get home every night. I don't care if you're a sex worker. I don't care if you're a stripper. I don't care if you're a hooker. I don't don't care. Oh, at the end, at the end of the day, you are still in ownership of your body. If you do not want somebody touching you, I I, I don't want somebody touching you. And if that's the case and like, yeah, I feel awful. For I want to, I want to ask you this question. Now, what was it? Because <laughs> I'm reading somebody's comment on Twitter, and they're bringing up a good point too. Um, so I'll, we'll go with his. He said, "Oh no, no, no I got mine." Okay, all right, here we go. Short term memory loss. I, yeah, no, no, no. I don't how know how that, that happens. Happen? I wonder how. how I wonder happen? how that happened. Okay. I, uh, I, I have said this before, and I think I'm right about it. We do kind of live in a male-dominated society a little bit. And um, I believe that this issue is not a man issue, that it is a power issue. And that I believe that if we upended CEOs and people in positions of power and we put women in all these positions of power, that it might take a while, but over, like, let's say 30 years, we would start to see women abusing men in the workplace or women, depending on what your preferences were, because the power corrupts. I'm not sure it's just a male issue. Um, yes. And there was a story I sent you and it was about a woman who had the cable guy come over and the cable guy, you know, was fixing the cable and she like forcefully performed oral sex on him. And I know everyone's like, oh, behind, forcefully can't rape the willing, but like she forcefully performed oral sex on him. So yes, I think there's monsters across the board here, but it, it's not because here's the thing though, is what we're talking about isn't necessarily just powerful men. We talked about Morgan Freeman. We talked about Harvey Weinstein. And yeah, those dudes, pervs, terrible monsters. But we're but, saying. Thirty percent of men are creeps. But we're saying, but we're saying, right, right, and and and, and that okay. guy, that guy sitting there at the strip club making that woman cry isn't he's who, who's he? Okay, now I did watch a podcast once with Joe Rogan and Bill Burr, where they both sat there for an hour and talked about all the women after shows who take pictures with them and then grab their balls and like like and dude and like grope them. And dude, I've had women who like the show who were taking pictures with me. I had a woman stick her hand all the way down the back of my pants once and was like holding on to pieces of me like it's happened now the difference and bill burr pointed this out what makes it different and this is different is that that woman most women are not going to be able to push me down to the ground hold me down there and forcefully take something from me where when a man does this to a woman a woman does have to be afraid of that because we can overpower them and then we can take something from them that's why it does come off a little funny when a woman's too drunk or something oh i'm gonna grab this right here it comes off a little bit more funny than it does as assault because at the end of the day when push comes to shove if you had to get physical you can get away in that situation a lot of times women cannot and that's why they find themselves 
being the victim of this stuff. I never wanted to find this out about actors I really, really like. This really bumps me out about Morgan Freeman. Really thought that guy was going to end up being one of the good ones. He uh, he came out and apologized pretty quickly, too. Mean guilty. Which, yeah, I was going to say. Means guilty. Your shot at $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. Boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. And we're joined now by, I believe, what was the first guest to ever appear on this version of the Stansberry Show, Jim Florentine. Jim, how are you this morning? Good, man. Is that true? Yeah, I believe it is. I believe you were the first guest we ever had on this program. So... Um. I don't know how to react to that. Yeah, that I, good? neither do I. I. You can tell how I've hit the heights of my career, Jim Florentine. I, uh, yeah, does that mean that nobody else wants to be on? I think I think so. I think that that might be what everybody's telling us. I uh, I am happy to have you back on, as you will be in town or in, or in town, part of uh, on behalf of the Cleveland Comedy Festival. You can actually grab those tickets there. I am very interested to talk to you because I know you're not one of these guys who pulls punches. I was actually just talking about interviewing you know, famous and people and celebrities the other day that so many of them are so guarded now and they're so worried about what the fallout of their words or actions will be that everybody's, you know what I mean, just nobody's being real anymore. But you don't pull any punches and that's one of the reasons why I love having you on the show and so I cannot wait to get your opinion on this. As the NFL now has um, kind of come out and said, look, if you come out of the tunnel before the game, if we play the national anthem, you are not to kneel, not to stand, but they are allowed to stay in the locker room. How does Jim Florentine feel about this new rule change? Um, you look, it's perfect. I mean, it, when you work for a company, whatever it is, whatever their policy is, you have to you know abide by. Like a guy in, like a, a guy that's a in the Ku Klux and the KKK that works at, at Home Depot. Is he allowed to come to Home Depot in his costume? No. He's not, you know what I mean? So they go, no, you can't do that. Or can you, you know, the guy working in Burger King behind a counter can't wear a Trump Make America Great hat because they go, hey, man, keep the politics out of here. People complain and take the hat off. So it's like, you know, when they're at that job or that company, they got to abide by those rules. Every company has. So your, your, your place, there's a million things you guys can't do. You guys can't curse on the air. Right. Even if exactly. you go, hey, it's the First Amendment. It's free speech. I'm allowed to say what I want. Okay, well, then you're fired. Because you can't curse at, at this job. That's it's right. the same thing with the, you know, look, you guys got to stand for the anthem. This is, this is, you know, you're working for us. And, you know, so I, you know, and, and they compromise with the players. The players are mad. Like, how are we going to protest? You know, if no one's going to see it, we'll stay in the locker room. Then we know you protested. Exactly. That's my take, too, is that, well, if you're not out there on the field, we know why it is you're not out there on the field. And then the media is going to spend the next three days talking about those guys that aren't on the field. That's why I almost think the NFL, I like what I like it for the players. But I think for the league itself, this is only extending this and making this more of a story and more of a problem because these guys are going to stay in the locker room. That's what's going to happen. Well, look, they were going to do, but if they, if they didn't do anything, there were to be you know three or four too, guys. You know, it wasn't going away. Like they keep saying, I don't know where to get this because I followed this thing closely. That you know, Trump brought it back when he said uh, they better stand because I'm a Miami Dolphin fan. There's three guys in the Dolphins that were kneeling every game, no matter what. And there was other guys. There was about eight or nine guys each week who were still doing it. It wasn't like it was going away and no one was talking about people were still pissed and attendance was down. Look what happened with the Ravens. The Ravens lost like ten thousand people a game, because that's a big military town, when they started kneeling. And, it, you know, the, the the owner even admitted it. He goes, yeah, we lost a lot of frick, a lot of people coming to a game because of this. So they had to do something. They should have nipped it in the butt. Roger Goodell's an idiot. 
fumbled the case one, one, once again. When Kaepernick did it in that preseason, he just said, hey, everyone has to stand or you get fined. But he didn't do it. Yeah, I mean, certainly, if, if nothing else, it was just far too long. And I think you've seen an interesting counter to what has either rightly or wrongly been perceived as the liberal takeover of the world. And I think one of the you know the, the prime places we've seen that recently is uh, the the reemergence of Roseanne. Um, you know, Tim Allen obviously getting his uh, his show back, and I think a lot of people excited about that. T- uh, do, you know, Jim, do you feel like do you feel like there is a room for these voices in comedy outside of just you know? Hey, they're conservatives. Get them, get them, get them. Are they riding that too much? Or, you know, is, is this Roseanne and, and Tim Allen, are, is, there, is there reemergence? Is it legit in what they're doing here? Absolutely, there is. Look, I mean, half the country voted for Republican, voted for Trump. So, you know, and people like him, whatever you think about him. So, and they're going to be pissed if everyone's just trashing him for no reason. If they think he's doing okay, it's like, what are you doing? No, just stop. You lost. Get over it. Stop being so angry. So I just know the 10 people that I know used to watch football, and I've been watching football for a long time since I was a kid. There's 10 people, and I ask everyone, how come you don't watch the game anymore? You know, how come you're not, you're not into it as much? And 8 out of 10 go, because those guys don't stand for the flag. Two of them go, ah, the games are too long, or I'm just not into it anymore. But 8 out of 10 say it. So it, it, the owners know that. It's 100% that's what was going on. I kept saying that I, I, I believe that if they didn't do something soon, that it was going to really negatively affect it. Like I, I believe money last year was still holding pretty strong and this and that. But my thing is, is you don't wait for it to be a huge problem and then fix it. You recognize that something might be a problem and you nip it in the bud before it goes that far. We're talking to Jim Florentine, who's in town in Cleveland performing Sunday, May 27th. You can pick up tickets, clevelandcomedyfestival.com is how you find those. Uh, Jim, I, uh, I just, this kind of broke yesterday and, and more wildly this morning and you being in, uh, the, you know, the Hollywood scene a little bit. How do you feel about Morgan Freeman? I mean, all these guys like, you know, grabbing chicks on sets of movies and stuff. I never saw this coming out of Morgan Freeman. No, I didn't either. That was a weird one. And I'm sure people are going to claim racism, you know, because he was black. That's why they're trying to bring him down. Ah, I'm sure that that angle is going to come out. Look, that's why if you're that's what the left always goes to. You know, that, uh, you know, you're racist, like the NFL owners are racist because they don't let these guys kneel when it's affecting business. And they'll do I'm sure there's going to be out there with Morgan Freeman. He's racist, like Bill Cosby. No white guys have been, you know, uh, thrown in jail. Well, Harvey Weinstein just sort of surrendered to the cops today. So who knows if he's going to jail or not. So, um, no, but I didn't see Morgan Freeman. But it's always those quiet ones, the quiet likables. You know, obviously, a lot of Hollywood types have gotten, you know, outed in this movement. I'm surprised that there hasn't been more athletes and musicians as a part of this. But, you know, you you obviously have a pretty unique perspective on on comedy and comedians. And and do you feel like these problems of sexual harassment, is that existent in the world of comedy there? Um, I don't, you know, possibly for the big guys, but us little, you know, Little guys, like, who, who are we harassing? We ask a girl after the show, hey, you want to go get a drink? You want to come back to my condo, my hotel? They go, no. You go, okay. You know? Yeah. So I don't, you know, I'm look, imagine, imagine, yeah, it really hasn't hit the rock stars yet. And I'm sure all that Any stuff minute. those times on the tour bus and, and backstage. Look at all the rappers with all those, you know, those hoes hanging around them and stuff like that. They're, you know, when is that going to start coming out? I uh, actually we had a, a rock star who did nights here at, at this radio station. He had a nationally syndicated radio show, Nikki Six. I'm sure you know exactly who that is. You being a big metal hand, a Motley Crew, and he out of nowhere 
was like, eh, I'm going to take my radio show that's like number one across the country. I'm just going to take it off the air. And I was, it was a head scratcher for me. And I was like, I wonder if Nikki's getting ahead of this because he knows some chick somewhere has got a Polaroid from 1988 on the Girls, Girls, Girls tour. And there he is doing something he shouldn't have been doing. And we're going to go back after the fact and you're going to have a problem. It's, uh, Jim Florentine's on the phone with us. He's performing in Cleveland Sunday, May 27th. Pick up tickets, clevelandcomedyfestival.com. Now, Jim, I do have to ask you the question that I know you were sick and tired of answering. I know you're tired of answering this question, but I would be remiss if I didn't ask you. We, uh, we, we already talked to you about the revival of two shows, being Roseanne and Last Man Standing. And I am a, was a huge fan of your television show. Like, I know a lot of people listening right now. What is wrong with Netflix? Why are they not getting you, Don Jameson, and Eddie Trunk back together and bringing that metal show? They're reviving everything but this met, that metal show. What's going on with that? There's not really a good place for the show. I mean, if you really think about it, like where, you know, it can't go on um, on ABC after American Idol or The Voice or one of those big talent shows. We can't go on after that if we're interviewing the bass player in L.A. Guns. Yeah, that's no that's one's fair. Gonna, no one's going to tune in that. We have a specific audience, a specific crowd. So, you know, it's uh, it's limited, Niche. our crowd, yeah. our audience that's going to watch a show like that with, you know, you know, maybe the, the original docking guys on. Like the original, if, Do, if the original docking guys decided to do a whole tour together, the, Jimmy Fallon that the Tonight Show wouldn't have him on. Never. Jimmy Kimmel's not going to have him on that outdoor stage outside because there's just not a big enough audience for that. Our show would have, of course, but the problem is you need a network that's just going to let that show not worry about too much about ratings because we're not going to we're not going to draw 10, 10 million people a week like Roseanne or 15 million people or when this Tim Allen show comes back. Yeah, but what I thought so I about your show... Why, but a l- nice little channel like VH1 Classic, which is not it, around anymore, that was perfect for us. That, so maybe if there's a little channel out there that has a little brand, that wants to bring a little brand name to it and just let our, our, our show run on there, yeah, maybe, but we, we don't have a lot of options, and that's one of the reasons why. I don't think you're wrong about the networks, as we're talking to Jim Florentine, but and, and you're not wrong about the numbers, and yeah, Roseanne's going to bring this and that. What I would say, though, is that that metal show, you might not have had 10 million weekly viewers, but you had passionate weekly viewers, and I worry that some of these other big shows that pull in these big numbers, it's people on the fringe coming in, checking it out, and then going back out. I believe there's a, I think there's a bigger audience for that show than, than anybody ever really thought, and I kind of felt like with like Hulu and Netflix, it was going to be a natural thing that somebody brought it back. I can't believe that hasn't happened yet. I was a, I was a huge fan of it. Jim Florentine on the, uh, on the phone with us. He is in town in Cleveland this Sunday. 7 o'clock is, is the show. Cleveland Comedy Festival.com. Jim, I want to thank you uh, for spending a few minutes with us this morning. And, uh, dude, have a great show on Sunday, man. I appreciate that, man. Thanks. All right, man. We'll talk to you again next time. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show after hooking you up with this $1,000 right now. 6-9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. I want to thank Jim Florentine for spending a few minutes uh, with us. You can pick up those tickets for his show. ClevelandComedyFestival.com is how you grab those. At Cleveland Comedy Fest, I believe, is their Twitter handle. Uh, Jim Florentine, good guest. Always, uh, always a, a good time. He did not hold back on the NFL anthem thing. I was going to say, and you're right. He he's not afraid to say stuff, which always makes for a good guest. Like that's what we want out of people we interview. Exactly right. Be willing to say things. I, you know, who I bet would be willing to say things. Who's that? And I would love to get him in here. Who's that? I figured out yesterday who my favorite Cantonian is. Okay. And uh, I'm surprised it's a man. 
Okay. To be honest with you, yeah, I, I, I was really going to say, that chicken lobies, dude, we've talked about dude, it. We've covered it. We know. Dude, you're going to get me into a Me Too situation. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> oh, if only, though. If only. But I found my favorite Cantonian. All right. Seen him more than a handful of times. All right. But it had been a little while, and I saw him two days in a row this week. Okay, we talk. What we, we talking? Mayor, Mayor Tom, Thomas Burnaby. We talking about the, the the CEO of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, David Baker. What are we talking about? Who we got here? No, 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 not even close. An esteemed person, Officer Lamar Sharp. Who we got here? Cantonian. That's great. Dude, who we got? I would push Lamar into traffic to save this guy. <laughs> okay, all right. Who is it? I don't know his name. Okay, but I can describe this man without using his name. And everybody will know exactly who I'm talking about. Okay. If you live in Canton, and if you have driven down the most po- one of the most popular streets the city has, okay. known, known, known in the city as Tusk, you have seen this man. That dude who plays his guitar oh my God. and dances outside of Dollar Tree on Tusk oh my God. is my favorite Cantonian ever. I thought to myself yesterday while driving past that dude, why are you happier than me? <laughs> <laughs> like, I have a job. I'm in a car. I, if I owned a guitar, it would have strings. Why, <laughs> why, why in the hell are you enjoying yourself more than I am? I love that dude. I, now that dude, he is a, an employee of the uh, of the pizza establishment right there. I wish I guess what? I, guess, I guess we can say that's what's happening right there, bro. I've, I've I've seen this dude, and I feel the exact opposite of you wait, about this. Wait, 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 wait. What? Yeah, they they actually think that that's a hook. They're paying exactly. That's exactly my problem right there. The dude's not just out there doing that. The dude's out there getting a paycheck for that. And I mean, it's Little Caesars. There's nothing. We're not saying anything bad. It's just like that's what that's what it is yeah, right pizza's there. Pizza's great. Pizza. To do yeah, it. Uh, you know, they got the they got the five dollar hot and ready. They got they got the six dollar extra most bestest. I love them both. But what's weird is you can get a five dollar hot and ready on Shorb too. <laughs> so it's, it's pretty so, interesting about that. So 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 what this guy's doing out there? Not so hot and ready, I guess. Maybe on Shorb. <laughs> Just hot and sweaty. Maybe they're on Shorb, dude. We don't know what it's gonna be like on there on Shorb. But so 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 what we've got going on there is essentially the you know outside of the tax place around tax time they've got the Statue of Liberty holding the sign, or you'll see it like Boost Mobile's got the guys. Spinning the big arrow, free phones in here, and they're letting you know to come in. But this dude isn't holding the sign. This dude's not holding the pizza. He's not even wearing the Little Caesars outfit, dude. At least if he was dressed up like the C's, then I would be like, okay, now you're bringing people in. But he's playing a guitar. He's got headphones in. And if, if, if this were downtown New York and people were walking by, then maybe you've got a draw there because this guy's playing Wonderwall and, hey, man, I like that song and I'm going to go get a pizza or whatever. But, dude, people are whizzing by him at 45 miles per hour. And what is he doing to bring in business, dude? Scamming the whole system. Oh, see, I just assumed this was one of those guys people were afraid to kick out in front of their, <laughs> in front of their store. I thought nobody wanted to engage him because he was, like, nuts. No. Like, I wanted to film it and post it, but I was worried Canton was going to be like, oh, my God, you don't understand mental illness. People got struggles. Even more frustrating, that dude's getting a paycheck for it, bro, and it's probably equal to yours. Oh, dude, I'm kicking him in the balls. <laughs> dude, this... Dude, no, dude, leave it to Fantone to take something I love and ruin it, right? On his birthday. Dude, I'm telling you right now, that guy got bumped off. He is nowhere near my favorite Cantonian now. Nowhere close. That chick at Lobie's right back to number one, dude. Just skyrocketing. Although that guy out front of Dollar Tree might look better in shorts. You never know. Seriously, I drove by him yesterday. I was like, why are you happier than me? Like, you should not be happier than me. Because you're getting a paycheck to pretend to play the guitar. I would be happy, too. I would. (laughs) Jeez. 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 All right. All right. Yeah, uh, I didn't know any of that.
I can't believe that they would think that that would be a hook. Like I said, if this was, if you were, if you had foot traffic, then a guitar player could be a hook. Could See, be. I don't think that would be a hook for me because I'm worried that if I run across that, that I'm going to, like, he's going to ask me for money. Yes, very much feels like yo got the guitar case open, waiting for a dollar to get so thrown in there. Here. But like, if you're out there and you're singing a song about pizza or whatever, fine. But dude, if you're going to be on Tusk, put on the little Caesar suit, get the big arrow, and start pointing in here. Five dollar hot and ready, ready right now. I'm being told that the guy with the guitar used to work at the Ma- Maslow and Little Caesars, but he got promoted and they sent <laughs> This dude making moves on us. Oh, my God. I swear to God. I, I, dude, I think, like, when I saw him, I was like, maybe that's where my life goes. Like, maybe, is that, like, the end of this? Like, I used to host mornings at Rock 106.9. Now I air guitar in front of this. <laughs> I was like, dude, that is so the end of the line for my life. I didn't realize it was a paid gig. Yeah. Now I want it. Screw <laughs> Keith Kennedy, dude. Somebody get me that gig. That guy looks so... I've never seen a happier looking person in my life. That's why I assumed he was crazy. I didn't realize it was because he was making money. Oh, my God. I can't even begin to tell you how pissed I am about that. <laughs> I can't even begin. All right. We do have Coheed and Cambria tickets, and we don't want to do anything else today. So. <laughs> So we'll probably just pass those out and say goodbye to you next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. 106.9. And all I got to say is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh God. Oh, my night. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. And Josh Rock and Roller. A friend of mine said to me the other day, why don't you write a song about all this NFL stuff? So here it goes. It's called Kick the Dust Up. If, if he were habitual homosexuals, then by all means, take a hike. Hell, I like you. You can come over to my house and f*** my sister. Wow. It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. You told Clint Parker to turn around and take off his pants. Yes. And did he? Yes. And I just gave him a couple swats. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass yeah. f***ing fool? Open your mouth like I give you this milk. Open your your mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole, and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. They call her Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. That sounds like a choice. What? Yeah, it's it's. For real, for real, yeah. I've been drinking. You told me to leave wallet in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much <laughs> you take on your face. Bam, all upside his head. Just slap them. They gonna make you slap somebody. This is terrible. This is terrible. I, I, I had to take off my shoes. So kiss my black <laughs> not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly, they say I have no friends. Watching other guys that are doing what I want to be doing and I'm sitting on the couch being a loser. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. As Fantone plays the old man song. I've been called so old. old so many times this morning. So I've been old. called old, and I am. And it's okay. 
<laughs> you know, I said this the other day, and all joking aside, um, you know, we fool around a lot. We're very self-deprecating here on the Stansberry Show. We try to not to take ourselves too seriously because I just think broadcasters who do are just so douchey. <laughs> They're just so douchey when they take themselves too seriously. And I just, I, I, I've been me my whole life, and I know it's not anything to be proud of. Right. So, <laughs> so, so it's one of those. But like, I. Uh, I really do love what I do for a living, and I feel very lucky and blessed are probably the right words and, and, and things like that. And uh, you guys always do a really good job of, well, making me feel like crap and then building me <laughs> right back up. But, you know, somebody asked me the other day, like, are you freaking out about your birthday? And the truth is no. If you would have went and found the 17-year-old version of me, the 25-year-old version of me, and the 30-year-old version of me and said, dude, when you turn 42, this is what your life is going to be. This is where you'll be. This is the, are going to be the things you have. I'd be like, yeah, I'll take it. So for me to bitch about how old I am when my life is good just makes me feel like the ultimate douche. All that matters in life is impressing the 17-year-old version of yourself. That is literally the only thing that counts, dude. So if, if you can if you can say you've got that off the list, well then, dude, you've lived a successful one, my exactly friend. Exactly right. So I've been asked all morning what the plan is. What's the plan? What's the what plan? are you going to do? What's the plan? So my plan is to play a, a round of golf with my buddy Dustin, although he just became an uncle again for the ninth time last night. So I believe that may end up getting pushed off. Uh, and then my plan is is I'm going to have pizza tonight and watch a little bit of the Cavaliers game. Uh, and uh, I haven't quite decided where that's going to be. Probably Krause's on 30th, I would think. And then uh, and then I'll be at Busman. And I got to correct this. I misspoke earlier. That trunk ride show yeah. is actually tomorrow night at Busman. It is not mm. this evening. I got my dates uh, confused. But there's another good show at Busman this evening. And uh, I will probably end my night there as it is walkable from my apartment, which, you know, obviously when you're going to be about 2,600 drinks into the evening, <laughs> that's what you want to do. Dude, but we are headed in for a very long Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. Um, what are you doing? Um, nothing concrete yet, and that's kind of nice. Um, certainly, mm-hmm. certainly, it was planned out that me and my girlfriend, long weekend, we did not commit to anything. It Good was like, you. well, we should go camping, and then it's like, no, we don't know who or weather and blah blah blah. Or we should go to a family thing, and it's like, no, dude, our family suck. We don't want to deal with them. Uh, but nothing too specific. Obviously, the Cavaliers play tonight, so fingers crossed on that one. Uh, I think I'm going to the Rubber Ducks game on Monday, and I guess this is as good a time as any to kind of remind people, like, dude, go out, rage this weekend. You have a ton of 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 time. I'm off on your hands. Go enjoy yourselves. Um, and I don't want to be, just remember the reason for the season. But, like, dude, Monday, make sure you take a moment out of your barbecue or your whatever the hell you're doing with your day and just kind of remember that, you know, countless soldiers and, and, and military members have given yes. their lives and their families have given, you know, their loved ones for the freedom to know what we have. So definitely that is a part of my plan is to remember it's that. It's not just a 50% off sale. You're absolutely right about that. As a matter of fact, you know what? I, 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 I can't. Thank you for reminding me because I would have gotcha. gotten out of here with forgetting but um, there's this thing you can do on Facebook where you can like donate your, your birthday to a charity and like you know and, and you know people can you know donate money through that and I've chosen Save 22 for those of you that are unaware Save 22 is an organization that raises awareness for the fact that 22 veterans a day this is take their lives and that number is way too high and Save 22 is working tirelessly to put a huge dent in it um, I've become close with them over this last year, and I believe I have become a better person through doing it. And I couldn't, I, I couldn't think of a more worthy cause uh, to do that. So the link is available for you at Facebook.com/slash The Stansberry Show. It's also available on my personal Facebook if we happen to be friends there. Um, if for those of you that are able to do it, a donation to Save 22 would make me so very happy for my birthday. Outside of that, all joking aside, seriously, um, I do exactly what it is I want for a living. 
And that's rare. And I understand just how rare it is. And I say it all the time. This is not my show. It's yours. I'm just the guy that gets paid to do it for you. And seriously, you guys give me the best birthday gift every single day, which is showing Aww. up and giving me your attention. Happy and, birthday. And uh, I honestly, like <laughs> legitimately, I'm a really happy person. And that's because I am fulfilled through what I do. Thank you very much for all the messages today. And if you can make a donation to Save 22, I would really, really appreciate it. Should let you know this. We are not only off on Monday. We're so lazy that we're taking Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully I will have a solo movie review, review for you Wednesday morning on the show. Outside of that, have a great, safe Memorial Day weekend. And I shouldn't have to tell you this, but I'm going to. Do not, do not, do not drink and drive. Call Uber. Save yourself the ten grand. i am speaking from experience. It sucks. We'll talk to you again Wednesday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Have a great weekend. See ya. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9.